0: A movie where Ali Sheedy literally phones in her lines and then requests not to be credited. Jamie? Yeah. Let's go watch Short Circuit 2. Welcome to another episode of Good Times, Great Movies. We're an '80s movie podcast, and every other week (laughs) we watch a movie from the '80s and then we talk about it. I'm one of your two hosts. My name is Doug McCambridge, and with me, as always, in brownface, Jamie. Don't do that. Oh my god, terrible! And do not speak with an Indian accent. (laughs) Awful. Just wash that off. Is Jamie Lorello. Oh, I my. was ready
1: to do my best robot impersonation, but I could pull out Indian if you need it.
0: Uh, no, we don't need it. No, nope. nope, OK. <laughs> no, nope, that's OK. You know what? You do the robot impression. That's fine. I don't think that's very offensive to all the robot speakers.
1: Well, it is pretty good, I think. OK, A good robot. Right. OK, I I, mean, I, I won't do it the whole time.
0: But. I thought your robot impression would just be, you know, uh, pop culture references, oh. maybe, uh, possibly a John Wayne <laughs> accent <laughs> for no reason.
1: Because he's so. silly, because he's a silly Johnny Five. He's, he's funny and he's, yeah. he's witty and he pulls things from pop culture. He's kind of like a kid on like an Asperger's kid. He just says things mm-hmm. that he just like <laughs> thinks of right there and then. And
0: <laughs> he's, he's very hyperactive. He's very hyperactive. He's got a lot of energy. I love the fact that they just met him. Really don't know much about him at all at this point. Didn't even know his name. And Benny's like, we can't let him into the city. Like, that would be disastrous. Well,
1: Benny does know him from before that he can't be. But who doesn't know each other is Benny and Fred. No. (laughs) Let's talk about that.
0: No. The fastest of friends... Wait, hold on. I'm sorry. Uh, already, I have a question. Is Fred Michael McKeon? Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm sorry. I could keep up. I I didn't refer to Fisher Stevens as Fisher Stevens in my notes. I could, okay. everything was McKeon, Michael McKeon. Even Cynthia Gibb. I was like Gibb, Gibb, Gibb. It's easier to type than whatever oh. her character's name is, which I don't even know.
1: Sandy, I
0: think. I, I write it. it I write matter. it
1: midway through.
0: She has a very thankless role in this movie. It's, it's really pointless. Sandy,
1: yeah. All right. Um, yeah, she's. You know, she was in Law and Order. It's an okay. obvious. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I guarantee you, Michael McKean was probably. He was. In Law and Order. He was. Okay, all right. <laughs> That's one of those. I'm not being taken seriously. Everyone still sees me as. I think it was Lenny, right? He wasn't Squiggy.
1: No, Lenny. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and that's a real like people watching going. Oh my God, did you see Lenny last night on Law and Order? He can really act. I think he cried.
1: Yeah, it was about the murder of the small child in the in the in the, in the projects. It was really, mm-hmm. it was very moving.
0: He played a great great slumlord. I had no idea he had it in him. <laughs> Oh boy! Oh, yeah, man. Cynthia. You know what? I do have to say, Cynthia, Gibb, great modern girls. Remember, she was the quirky friend.
1: Oh right, right. she was not the
0: Daphne Zuniga, yeah. and she was not the oh um, uh, Virginia Madsen, because she got all high and passed out on a pool right. table and was almost <laughs> raped by a bunch of hillbillies. <laughs> that. And who me. gave her the drugs in that movie? <gasps> Pamela Springsteen. Look at you. Yeah, just uh, listen. <laughs> It all comes back to Sleepaway Camp 2. Bringing it in Forever around. Forever and it ever. it around. Oh, boy. All right. So this, so we watched, we are in the summer of sequels. In case you're just uh, joining oh, Right, us.
1: right. Hi, welcome.
0: And you've feverishly gone back through the catalog being like, well, I'm sure they covered Short Circuit 1 at some point. No. No. This is what we're doing. We're watching the second film in... I don't, who knows how long some of these series are?
1: How long did this one go for? This
0: this has to be it. I would be upset if they made another one after yeah, this,
1: but they I, did make a Sleepaway Camp three. I know, I know, but what more can they do with this guy? You know, no, I
0: I think this. I was think it. this
1: wrapped it out. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Uh,
0: I think but yeah. I think nineteen ninety hit, and they went Fisher Stevens, Brownface. I don't think we can do that anymore. I don't think. <laughs> I know it's only nineteen ninety, but that window closed last year <laughs> uh, so yeah uh short circuit two from 1988 starring fisher stevens michael mckeon cynthia gibb and the guy who owned the resort in dirty dancing oh yeah
1: he's he's the evil again he's not a good guy in this either
0: yeah he kind of did have me fooled though
1: in the beginning I, yeah you're yeah. like he's so friendly that oscar uh-huh. he just looks so like, for from- uh-huh.
0: Yeah, yeah, he he seems so aloof. He doesn't really know what's going on, and he seems genuinely friendly.
1: And then he's at that lunch or whatever. He's at that one meeting with those two, those guys. Are those Oof. criminals? Anybody? These two?
0: I had no energy no. to look.
1: Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I was not interesting. That was a weird subplot of <laughs> this.
0: What? I I I don't. There's oddly so much. Happening in this movie, and yeah. also so little. Little, happening.
1: I agree, I agree.
0: And again, in the beginning, it gets kind
1: of thrown at you like, here, this is this is going to lead to the like, you're like, oh, okay, oh, oh, okay. And then some of it, like.
0: I mean, it takes forever. I thought for Johnny Five to even show up, and I was like, "Whoa, what is, what's happened? We're just following Fisher Stevens around. He's selling toys. This is so interesting." Mm -hmm. It took a while. Johnny Five showed up, and suddenly, dun dun dun, the whole plot is unrolled before our Mm -hmm. eyes. Mm -hmm. He makes those robots. He solves their problem within a half hour of this movie starting, and we still have an hour and twenty minutes. And you're like,
1: "Where's this going?"
0: I was and, very afraid. <laughs> rightfully <laughs> and so. Rightfully so, yes. <sighs> yeah, go ahead, because my notes are not good. This movie is almost two hours. I have two pages of notes.
1: Oh, boy. you. Yeah. Well, you're better, though, at remembering that I need to write all these copious Ooh. notes that really tell me nothing. Let's see. Let's um, see. All right. Well, we'll do our best. I do wish I had said. I wish that we got some background and some review. Just a quick little review about how we ended Short Circuit One, because in Short Circuit Two, all of a sudden, we have our character Benny um, Fisher. I'm just going to call him Fisher King.
0: <laughs> Fisher King, sure. Thought it was selling, sure Fisher King.
1: I know selling these mini robots on the street. Now I recognize these mini robots. I know this was the Johnny Five. From the original, but I didn't understand how it came to be that now he was selling these mini robot toys on, like, on the streets of apparently New right. York City, which is filmed okay. in Canada.
0: So, so for, for people that aren't patrons, also patreon.com slash goodtimesgreatmovies, mm. before we started, you said that you had to talk to someone about the first movie. Yeah. <laughs> did you see the first movie? I or did, Has did. it just been a really long it's time? It's been a
1: long time.
0: Okay. It's been a long time.
1: Right. I did. It was a long time, and it was hazy. Like when she was reminding me of the things that happened, I'm like, "Oh, that's right." And I know that I've seen this short circuit too, because as I'm watching it, there was definitely familiar parts, like when he's bleeding.
0: And wow, um, really? <clears throat> yeah. Like I said, that gang's chant about kicking your balls into outer space, I could repeat that all day oh, long like yeah. the rest of this. I, there wasn't a moment that I was familiar with. <laughs> once that once that gang tagged him, the whole movie was just like, I've never seen this before. No,
1: no, no. I didn't remember a, like the jewels and that kind of thing. I remembered some of his fun lines. Because when I was like, I don't know, 10, I thought it was hilarious. Now... Maybe not so much. Um
0: maybe. All
1: right. We we see Benny selling these mini robots and next to yes. him is Fred, the actor um Michael McKean. And mm-hmm. he is selling gold watches. And this is their they're they're not even really friends. They're just
0: Not at all. They just happen to open their, you know, card tables next mm-hmm. to each other. In the city, the mm-hmm. city of Toronto, which is trying yeah. so hard to be New to York. To be New York, like, yeah, but it's not. Trying so hard and failing every turn. It's, it's
1: not. Yeah, there's no, they don't even try. They don't even give you like a side skyline. Anyway. No, um, it's like
0: they didn't even want to pay for B-roll of just like no. an establishing shot of New York. This
1: well, and does even, not
0: look like New so, York.
1: Two things that have two other big buildings that were in one. Well, no, the one, I guess, the big building. So one of the little mini robots rolls away because Mm -hmm. he doesn't have very good control over them. And it rolls into like this giant, what looks like a mall. Um, yeah, I, there is also, <laughs> so, it's also what's her name's office. Somehow she works in this mall too. Okay, and- <laughs> I am so
0: glad you saw it. Cause every time they show, I don't know why they shot so close to windows all the time. Cause I kept looking out going, is this the mall of America? Like it gi- <laughs> it's a giant mall that appears to just be office buildings. Hmm. Hmm. But, but again, I'll bet that's a Toronto thing. Like it gets so cold there. I'll bet they just enclosed a giant oh, part of the city. Yes.
1: Yeah. 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 Uh, well, so it's an indoor mall that he wanders into. It's like a department store that this little robot kind of goes yeah. on an adventure through. Mm-hmm. Literally an adventure, like on a trampoline and, and through dressing rooms and yep. wanders into the shoe department, the toy department with this silly music behind it. And again, I'm like, so are these like the baby Johnny Fox? Oh, <laughs> what happened to the real Johnny <laughs> <laughs> why and why is he just selling like didn't he invent this guy but now
0: um you're and you're right because this is the entire credit sequence which goes on longer than credit sequences should go on for like this is several minutes of watching a toy robot roll around on the ground
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this is how and... the
0: movie's starting like it's already padding and we're not even done with the credits yeah
1: and then it somehow goes through this silly mall sequence into an office. Now it gets on an elevator yep. and it goes into an up up the elevator into where, I guess, what does she do? She's like a toy buyer of some kind creator. She creates I don't toys. Know.
0: Like at first I thought that Cynthia Gibb was like had. Like, Tom Hanks' job in Yes, big? in Big, yeah. Because I don't think she's inventing these things. She's like, look at this hat. It claps. I'm like, well, I've seen those. They're a dime yeah. a dozen. Like, yeah. You well, even her boss this. says that, yeah. Right? Yes. So, but I don't I don't really know what her job is. I, I guess it is finding new toys and pitching them.
1: Okay. okay. But
0: she seems really bad at it. She's
1: not good. The boss is not happy with her. No. She's in a bad way. Um, I will say... No, never
0: mind. Um, so go ahead. No, no, no. If you were gonna compliment something about this movie, <laughs> oh, don't I wasn't. I was gonna say okay.
1: I think her acting in this movie was one of the reasons why I thought I could become an actress because I thought you don't really have to be good at it. Apparently,
0: <laughs> to <do>. no, you <laughs> don't have to be good. This because she she wasn't. I very... I feel. Did you look through her? Oh, of course you did. She was in Law and Order. Mm-hmm. Um, she really did make a big, like TV movie, everything you see that she's in after it, it says parentheses TV movie. And I think she just, she tried, but the leading lady thing was not for her. Like I said, I think she played a really good, quirky, goofy friend. Right. In Modern Girls. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how much other stuff I've seen her in, but after seeing her in this, I'm like, that might've been the pinnacle. Like, yeah. might've been yeah. her big time. And it just didn't work out for her after that.
1: Yeah. TV movie—that's more her speed. I feel like she's yes. got that adorable cheesiness to her, and that like dim- like minimal dimensions, like just.
0: Well, the the problem is any scene she's in, she's kind of watching other people talk to each other. Like, there's not mm. she's not doing a whole lot. Well,
1: there's the one where she's singing to herself because she's so sad.
0: I don't, I don't <laughs> even remember that. You what don't? That that's
1: when he le- Oh my god. That's at the end when he's, like, when they're locked in the freezer and they call her somehow with that calculator and they play songs for her. when she's just sitting,
0: strumming her guitar. Okay, all right. (laughs) The weird obsession this movie has with 50s music out of nowhere is really crazy. I
1: think it's a... yeah, I think it's a Johnny, F- I don't know, Johnny Five thing. I'm not
0: sure. I hated that because I was like, you have not established that this is a thing that we should care about at all in this movie. And now it's the big crux of them being rescued. Yes. Is I'll use a touch tone to play songs that spell out where we're being held. And I
1: don't understand. So is she, I know we're skipping ahead to this, and I have other questions as we go. But yeah. so... So, yeah, to get rescued, they somehow use what looks like a giant calculator into mm-hmm. telephone wires and they leave um, some they put sort of. Song clues. Yes. But listen, they put it on her answering machine and then yep. she just gets in the car, immediately knows it's them and that they're in trouble because yeah. of the Help Me Rhonda song.
0: And that's what I wrote down in my notes. I was like, her name must be Rhonda. And I looked and I <laughs> no. went, no, but it's not. No. They've
1: had one date, her and Benny. Um, and in it, they went to a all night rock and roll party. As, Super. Yeah.
0: Aw- that date started in the most awkward way possible because I was like, "All right, so he's going to use Johnny Five to Cyrano Syra- de Bergerac her, and I'm totally into this." And that doesn't last that long. No, like, no, because he
1: they mess it up. It's terrible, terrible, and awkward. And they go to this yeah. Hungarian restaurant, but they just order coffee. I wanted them to explore the foods more. At least I don't. But know. I
0: don't. But like. I love the fact that they left all these messages on her answering machine, and for whatever reason, I assume they have watches. When morning came, they never tried to call her back? No. They left one message.
1: They left one message of a ton of songs. She didn't wake up for any of it till the next morning when she bounces awake, looks immediately at her answering machine and goes, oh my God, Benny's in trouble. I need to go help him. Puts the tape from her answering machine into her little tape deck thingy, hops right in a cabbie. Now the cabbie too has the same accent as Benny and they know exactly where they're going and he helps her decipher all of the songs. This
0: this cabbie, if this was a movie where Cynthia Gibb and this cabbie just solved <laughs> crimes in New York City, I'd watch it. That's These the two, Law and Order episode. She you had little more you chemistry know. with this cabbie yes. than she did with any other character I agree. in this movie.
1: I agree. And the cabbie was entertaining. I totally agree.
0: Um, I like how she didn't know where to go and they're like, wait a minute, they played that song. What's that song? And she and the Gabby both have to sing it and at the same time go, downtown. Yes. Oh, my God. They get
1: to Broadway. Then it stumps her when she gets to the Dua or something. It's the name of the restaurant. She's like, well, what is that? And the guy just points right there. It's the restaurant right
0: there. These two, they are a team. They are a team, Mm -hmm. and I love it. I
1: do, too. I do, too. They would have stopped that guy from uh, stealing those... Diamonds, those jewels. Okay, okay. <clears throat> so we well, have got the problem there yet. is
0: that, you know, Benny and Michael McKeon are just a couple of doofuses. Like they're the most incompetent human beings on earth and we have to follow them through this movie.
1: I like how when it's like the third time that those bad guys with the ski mask <laughs> come in and they're like,
0: Oh, not you guys again. <laughs> not you again, you're gonna wreck <laughs> our place and rob us and potentially beat us up. And they just oh. call
1: for Johnny Five. They're just like five Where are you?
0: We can't clearly handle this alone. (laughs) This movie's really bad. This is so bad. I'm regretting this whole summer sequel. Oh,
1: come on now. I mean, who would have, I would have never had this
0: experience for the. No, you're right. That's a good point. I hope nobody watched it.
1: Well, and if they did, then they, they're just as shocked that someone would leave those kind of messages on an answering machine.
0: But you know the screenwriters thought that was brilliant.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Or they were just like I don't know what to do. How many rewrites do we have to do? Movie's <laughs> awful? Whatever songs they're freed. Are we done? Are oh no, done? he has to wheel around the city. We have to watch a robot almost die and be sad about it. Oh, All right. Yeah. Great. Yeah.
1: And he's got to bleed and wheel and his energy gets low and he plays the same song as the end of Uncle Buck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I didn't even notice that. <laughs> All right, I guess we should talk about this.
1: So once this this little toy stumbles into um, Cynthia's, uh, well, her name, what's her name? In the Just ship? call her
0: Cynthia Gibb or Gibb or Gibbs. Cynthia.
1: Once it gets into Gibb's office, yeah. she's got to find out where it's made and uh-huh. she instantly knows the street vendor that sells it. She
0: gets right to him. Right outside her building. Yes. I don't I don't know how she knows this. Don't know.
1: She just she goes right to him. She tries to make a deal with him. This is when Fred just jumps on the bandwagon like they weren't friends before and now they're partners and that's not strange at all to Benny. Oh. And he <sighs> kind of forces this promise because it is going to be big money to get these these toys made. I don't know how, again, you don't look at this little robot thing and think, well, this could be worth something. I mean, I
0: I think this goes back to the trope, and we we have stumbled upon this in stuff like Tape Heads, where one Mm -hmm. guy is the brains behind the operation. Right. You know, he's the front man, he's the pitch man, he's charismatic, and the other one is just, well, I guess that would be the brains. The other one (laughs) is just the guy that can actually do stuff. And right. that's Benny. He knows how to make these things. Right. And Michael McKeon knows how to sell these things. Allegedly. Yes. Yes.
1: But Michael <laughs> McKeon's a shady kind of guy. Again, he's selling watches and sunglasses and he's always trying to make a deal. And he owes money, we find out later, to a loan shark. And,
0: yeah. Um in a movie that's like an hour and 50, I expected a big turn from him at one point, but it really never came. Like, I, I really expected it to be like, oh, he is a horrible person. And we have to follow him around while he's like, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Maybe I should. No Maybe yeah, they do that to a, a real subtle degree. Yeah, but yeah. It never went as far as I thought it was going You to.
1: wanted to go deeper. Well, they had too much to give you. Like. When they give you the information about, so all of a sudden, we get this man coming into town, this fancy mm-hmm. man, and his, I think he takes a helicopter to a limousine, and they, yeah. he's in town, and he's got a box of jewels, of these fancy jewels that he needs protected. And so now this becomes a thing, and you're like, well, what's going on with these jewels? Maybe, aha, this is obviously something that, you know, Johnny Five is going to
0: help. And this is when I wrote in my notes, I wrote, we're 15 minutes into this movie, and no kid could give a shit about anything we just saw. Like, <laughs> this is a movie for kids, and it's so boring. Yeah,
1: yeah, they're still like, what the hell?
0: Yeah, like, um, we just watched a movie with, with Steve Gutenberg and Ali Sheedy and a guy who may or may not be Indian and this fun <laughs> robot, and this is the second one where we're just introducing ourselves to new characters doing boring, boring things about diamonds and selling watches. Like at no point does this movie feel like it's made for children, but it's so stupid. It can't be made for adults either.
1: (laughs) Well, it's either stupid adults or
0: well, or boring children (laughs) or boring children. Yeah.
1: Fred decides they're going to buy a warehouse or they have a warehouse now because they need a place to manufacture all of these yeah. little toy robots that now have been promised to Gibbs, right?
0: Right. What was it? A hundred thousand of these? Yeah. Yeah. Something crazy. But, but at $50 each. <sighs> oh yeah. At $50 each. And even Benny's like, oh, a hundred thousand. I could get that to you by the summer of 2012 or yeah, something yeah. crazy like that. But Michael McKeon's like, listen, I can get us a factory, and I'll get us a workforce, mm-hmm. and don't worry about it. And like you said, that's fine. For a kid's movie, fine. Then it's a funny thing with this rundown factory and stuff's falling apart. But no, we like you said, we have to watch him go to a loan shark mm-hmm. like, to get this mm-hmm. money. Mm-hmm. It's useless scenes like this, and a lack of comedy, too, because, yeah, the warehouse is crummy, but... There are so many opportunities for gags in this movie, and they don't yeah. do any of it. No, no, yeah, because the warehouse is
1: crappy, and there's like these mannequins, half mannequins, in there. And also, what's happening in this this warehouse that they don't know is that there's these two guys that are underneath the warehouse that are trying to currently drill a hole to get to these jewels. And yes. they, if this continues, they will not be able to drill their hole to get their jewels in time if this warehouse is used for mm-hmm. um, robot making.
0: It would be a little loud, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. they decide to... I'm so surprised they weren't like, let's pretend this place is haunted. Yeah. <laughs> dress up like ghosts or something.
1: Wouldn't that have been better? That like... would have been a lot of fun. That would have <laughs> been a lot of fun. I agree. Yeah.
0: I would have enjoyed that a little more. Oh. Yeah, put some Scooby Doo into this thing.
1: But they don't. They don't. They do hire, like you said. He does get like a crew of what looks like homeless people to come in and help them
0: build They're these totally robots. People, and I love how after the first, let's call it assault from these robbers, yeah, the yeah. homeless people. You just see them like, I'm out of here. They're done. They're
1: later. done. They don't need this kind of labor. They don't need this. So because they have a little factory line going, they've got some robots that be that are made. Um, yeah. But then these guys come, they're dressed as little burglars and they, they just mess up all, they break the machines, they break mm-hmm. the little robots that are, they scare off the homeless workers. And these two now, what are we going to do? And what then, are we going to
0: do? Thankfully, there's a giant package, a giant box, a crate that has been delivered. Did you
1: think Richard Pryor was going to come out of this crate, crate? like <laughs> in the toy? Because it's the same With a bunch type of... Package of yes. <laughs> and Richard
0: Pryor's there to solve all their problems. Wouldn't that have been amazing? That really would have been amazing. What would have been amazing is he if he just pretended to be a robot. Yes. The whole time.
1: Or if he came with the robot. And, he's and like, Benny
0: was it? just like, You're not a robot. What is he doing? He's just like, <laughs> come on. I would have loved that. <laughs> oh.
1: But Richard Pryor doesn't come out of this crate. It is just Johnny Five.
0: <laughs> As if that is so much less exciting. Which it's crazy that a robot is so much less exciting.
1: Well, he's excited to see Benny. Yep. Benny is excited to see him. He comes with some kind of organic granola, and um, a note from Benny's friends and um, Benny's oh, friends.
0: That did you uh, look up the uh, credits of this? Because I love how. He listens to a message from Ali Sheedy, and I looked her up, and it says, "Ali Sheedy voice, uncredited." <laughs> it's like she probably demanded that. She's like, "I will do this. You give me the money. Don't put my name on this. Don't. Movie, I don't please. want. It. I don't I want people.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, because she. There is a little like voice memo from her, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this this robot and Benny they talk incessantly about their friends in Montana. Uh-huh. Oh, I got these friends in Montana. Uh-huh. You know, perhaps it's Steve Gutenberg. Don't know. He wanted nothing to do with this movie. No. Also, the Johnny Johnny Five was the military got a hold of him too. We're told that here.
1: And now I don't know. See, that's where I wanted. Was that in the first of, one? And I wanted a recap. I don't remember if it was in the recap. It must have been. I think that's why. I think that's part of the reason why he had to go off to Montana, right?
0: Off the grid. We, yeah. But why did they send him to Benny? Is that ever explained?
1: I, they sent him to Benny because Benny had told them that he was opening up this, this toy factory or whatever. So they oh. knew that they could use his help. <laughs>
0: That's a great mm-hmm. idea. Send in this robot that's wanted by the military. Yeah. <laughs> to oh, the you're middle. Just, of... You're only in New York City? We'll mm-hmm. just that's ship perfect. this robot well, to Well,
1: oh, yeah. So they're in New York City. And that's the other rule is that Fred or Benny tells Fred, you, you can't tell him we're in the city. He's going to want to explore the city. Don't let him know. Just they'll keep right. him in here and we'll be all good.
0: I do love how Johnny Prides or Johnny Pride. I wish his name <laughs> Johnny was Johnny pride. pride. He's got like a pride rainbow on his shoulder <laughs> and he's wearing a bandana like he's a cowboy. He looks great.
1: Oh, Johnny. Pride! Uh,
0: Johnny builds all the robots at night, all 100,000 of them while he watches old Tarzan movies on yeah. TV. Just yeah. so <laughs> he can scream like Past Tarzan the time, at the right? end of the Exactly. Because
1: exactly. <laughs> he takes it all. It's input. It's his input takes it in. This is also
0: the point in the movie. We were talking about this earlier, um, where Benny is very insistent that Johnny five shouldn't go outside. Mm. They even pretend that this factory is just in the middle of a field or something. He's like, Oh yeah, there's, there's nothing for you out there. Yeah. I assume they're hearing sirens all day long. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, I do like how they've set themselves up pretty comfortably in here. Cause this is where they live too. And at one point we see that Benny's got like a little hammock area and, like a, like, a beaded curtain hanging
0: up. like <laughs> Michael McKeon's got, like, a bedroom with a TV in it and everything. And he's just sitting there. And Johnny's, like, I don't know, filing his nails or something, bringing yeah. food. It's kind of crazy. We see that Johnny Vibe is really into, like I said, pop culture. He does watch an extensive Mr. Rogers clip where oh, he's talking yeah. to, to a dummy yeah. who doesn't have feelings. I mean, they... They want you to know what this movie is about, or at least what it's about at the end. They're
1: driving it home, yeah. Because Johnny is... Does he have a soul? I don't know. When he goes to church, he thinks not, but... He's on a mission. He's on a mission to sort of find himself, right? Um,
0: And also... What has he been there, like 10 hours? Because it seems that he's been waiting on Michael McKeon for months. Like, the way that Michael McKeon's treating him is like, oh, yeah, yeah. After you're done sewing my shoes for me, maybe you could get me some soup or something. And Johnny Vive is so put out and angered by this. And I was (laughs) like, didn't he get here yesterday? I
1: know. How many errands have you been running for this guy? Well, but that's when the cat gets out of the bag. And yeah. He the says, cat being
0: a robot and the bag being a warehouse.
1: Right, right. <laughs> well, it find, he finds out there is a great big city out there for him to, to explore. And um, he doesn't want to just sit around and be a slave to mm-hmm. Michael and So off he is. He's got a Polaroid camera. He's taking pictures. He's blown away. He sees people on roller skates and people just... He's The city is just... Yeah, I mean, I guess a robot from Montana would say, what's this big city of Ottawa all about?
0: Yeah. (laughs) I I do like how you can clearly tell this is um, Toronto, not New York. Because I assume (laughs) if a giant robot rolls down New York, nobody's going to bat an eye. Like, nobody's going to look. Nobody's going to react. They don't care. Everyone is reacting. Everyone is amazed that there's a giant Mm -hmm. robot rolling around. He, He breaks up what is like a... Like a shell game, but with cards. Like what? What would you call that? Let's call it a shell card game. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, and they, and everybody at all times in this movie looks around. Nobody looks at Johnny Five at all. They just look wildly around and yell at people to stop making this robot move <laughs> around. Oh yeah,
1: because they think it's being controlled by something other. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. the the shell guy gets a little upset with them. And again, handles this is one bit. of
0: the multiple times in this movie where for a long time it's just Johnny Five rolling around on the streets mm-hmm. of New York
1: mm-hmm.
0: sometimes funky music's playing yeah. sometimes it's sad music
1: right it just depends on his mood in the beginning but, now this is a beat music because he's just getting to see the right, right. <laughs> Yes.
0: Yeah. Yes, Mm -hmm. until he comes across this gang. Mm -hmm.
1: The Los Locos.
0: The Los Locos kick your ass. Can you sing it? Los Locos kick your face. Uh, Los Locos kick your balls into outer space. (laughs) And I love how this gang's instantly, like, this gang is smarter than anyone he's met already in New York. Because this gang's like, we could dupe this robot into stealing car stereos for us. And they do. They convince him. That this is their business
1: and that they need his help and that they have starving families that they need to yep. feed if they could just go. And and Johnny is a gullible little robot.
0: Yeah. Um, They're like a... What do they say? They're a... um they're a car stereo polishing company and they take the yeah. and polish them and they put them back in the cars. But he's like, it's so tough to get in these cars and we're not going to meet our quota for the day. And our boss is going to be really good. And bad. we're going to have
1: to work overtime and it's, we can't get home to our families. Yeah. yeah. One of the yeah.
0: very few times in this movie where I was like, all right, this is kind of clever. Fine. Wow.
1: Well, these you guys me. are. Yeah. So Johnny watched this. What, what's that guy? Crazy Eddie. Like the.
0: Oh yeah, the guy who owns the one and only radio, radio shack, shack in New yeah. York City. <laughs> yeah.
1: that's like and in that an alleyway.
0: Closed <laughs> in the middle of the day on a Saturday, and it's like in an alleyway. Yeah, <laughs> like, when I when they went in there, I was like, oh, they found an abandoned radio shack. Yeah,
1: because they just take the time to rebuild them. <laughs> but yeah, he uh, when he watches this commercial and this crazy eddy he the uh, like, oh, I've got a crazy sale. This is the, like we said, he uses all these things that he sees and he quotes them. Mm -hmm. This is what he uses when he brings all these car radios to these Los Locos. Look, it's a big sale. I've got, they love him. He's one of their amigos. They spray paint him. He's getting a lot more respect from the Los Locos than he did from all the other New Yorkers that he came across that day.
0: And I just Um, don't understand in a movie where, like I told you, I didn't remember any of this movie how did this stupid gang rhyme stick in my head? Like, did I just think this was so funny as a kid? Or did I just always turn to HBO at this moment? And, this, and, this and then this when was spray painted, the... I'm like, I've seen the rest. I don't want to watch this anymore.
1: <laughs> you knew it wasn't the first one. So you stuck, you, you hung low. Yeah.
0: It's been years. Like, you could have asked me five years ago. You could have been like, can you do the Los Locos thing? I would have done it. Like, for some reason, this really connected with me.
1: Have you ever stolen car radios?
0: No. But strangely enough, if I think about stealing car radios, I think more about Adventures in Babysitting. And I don't even think they were after radios. I know. It's tire. Yeah. Johnny Five meets a bad guy who doesn't seem like a bad guy at first. Oh, Oscar. Oscar, the owner of the Dirty Dancing Resort. Mm Mm-hmm. And he, like, walks Johnny Vive home? It's almost yeah. like he found a, a lost child?
1: He works at the bank,
0: allegedly. <laughs> yeah, but, well, allegedly. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, he, he, yeah, he walks Johnny home because he's lost. Johnny loves him. Johnny thinks he's so kind and so yeah. nice. Again, because people, humans, are not as nice to Johnny as Johnny would hope. They think he's a little bit like a machine.
0: Right. Um, unless you're a gang. Unless you speak Spanish, mm-hmm. or unless you are an Indian. I think I understand what this movie's trying to tell you me. You see? reading between the lines here, oh, huh? I totally mm-hmm. get it. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Okay. All right.
0: I turned around on this movie. <laughs> I like how that night Johnny's writing a note to Ali Sheedy. Like, he's a robot. Like, shouldn't he have some way to contact them? But he sits in physically with his robot arm writes a note about how great this city is.
1: Well, he does he doesn't show off some of his keen powers. Well, I mean, you do see him stealing the... But, like, there's other kind of really cool stuff that he can do that you don't realize until he... Even
0: when Benny's like, oh my god, look at all this cool stuff here. Yeah. Johnny's like, yeah, check this out. It's an umbrella. Yeah. What? Really? (laughs) That's the most impressive thing?
1: No, but he could do things, like he stops, he could control, uh, he controls their car at one point, at the end, he controls the bad guy's car. Uh
0: Uh-huh, and he uses that, like, cable that you shoot out and stick to metal. Oh, yeah, to get the taxi. He uses that many times in this movie. (laughs) But this is the second time that these robbers come in, in the middle of the night, and Johnny Five just beats the hell out of these Mm -hmm. guys.
1: Johnny says, no, we're not, he spins them around, he takes them and he spins them around, and He's a great security guard.
0: It's like I was watching John Candy swing around from <laughs> a ceiling. <laughs> <in> a <restaurant. laughs> Folks, again, our Patreon. My God. What was that movie?
1: Uncle Buck. Oh, oh no, 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 Not no. Uncle Buck. Sorry. Not Uncle Buck. Oh, who's Harry Crumb? Who's
0: Harry okay, Crumb? I wanted to call it Who's Johnny? Who's Johnny <laughs> Crumb? I want to see that mashup. All right. So at this point in the movie... This is where our second plot line, because right now we have Diamond Thieves. Oh, no, this is our third plot line. Sorry. We have Diamond Thieves. Mm-hmm. We have them trying to make enough toys to sell. Mm-hmm. But now Michael McKeon understands how much Johnny Five is worth. I think it's like $11 oh, yeah. million. Dollars. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, we could just sell him instead of all these toys that he just made, which he already made them. Just sell the toys. I know.
1: Just They're done. Like, just use that. Yeah, too. Sell
0: the toys and then you can think about selling Johnny Five later. Right.
1: But he doesn't have the same connection to Johnny yet. Right. So instantly he just sees this money bags on wheels rolling around. It doesn't mm-hmm. take this shysta guy long to set up some meetings in town, surprisingly. Why doesn't Benny know about these meetings? Where does he go off I, to? Oh, does I, he go to try to have a meeting? Because he does another time try to talk to Shelly.
0: Oh, Cynthia. Yeah, yeah. Miss, Miss Gibb Miss is still, Gib. she's in this movie in case you forgot. No, she's
1: like, still there she's just waiting for the robots to be done
0: but yeah, this is when Michael McKean kind of takes him around the city, like he's already seen the city, but he's like, hey, I'll take you to a bookstore and Johnny Five's like, I can read all these books. No, oh, he loves it. Seconds. Yeah I do, there was one other laugh I got, which is when um, Michael McCann tells Johnny Five that Craphead is a compliment <laughs> Oh, and then he so calls he a lady. Calls the girl at the bookstore Crabhead. He's <laughs> like, thanks for all the books, Crabhead. I loved it. I don't know why that made me laugh.
1: <laughs> he causes a... Doesn't he cause a bit of a ruckus at the bookstore?
0: Yeah, enough that the police mm-hmm. are notified mm-hmm. that he stole books or something. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really know why they're after him, but the police are, and mckeon takes johnny five to some big company to sell him
1: he gets some meetings, some board yeah a, I, did. I did did you say i don't know what that just came I un-
0: listen i understand this movie almost put me to sleep I- <laughs> you had to watch it in several sittings i'm
1: exhausted just talking <laughs> about this robot's goddamn adventures so yeah, I don't know. He gets this like board meeting together with these execs that makes some sort of comment like, "Hey, isn't that the robot that like,
0: <laughs> like is that the robot we've read about in the news?" Yes,
1: yes, and we're, that the, the, the inventor guy. Exaster? Yes, <laughs> there is some like hush-hush whispers about that. But again, this goes nowhere because these guys don't try to pursue Johnny any further. They don't try to right. find Benny or not Benny. They don't try to find either Benny or Fred to try to follow through no. on this deal. Johnny gets so put out because he's more than he's, he's into robot rights. He's got rights. He doesn't want to be sold as a property and he does this whole little monologue and then falls yes. out the window yes. But because he's Johnny five. He's able to take a little flight. So we get a little aerial Johnny five for we a get minute.
0: So much hang gliding in this. And this is funny before he leaves when just some woman who has had no lines in this movie goes, ugh all we need is a robot who wants people, yeah. people <laughs> right? And then she like does this weird thing where she kind of looks at the guy next to her like, wait, maybe I should be happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope. <laughs> it's a bizarre scene. But it's just so Johnny Five can hang glide around the city. Yeah. Yeah. He's very upset. He goes to church. He goes into the confession booth. Yeah. He
1: sits in confession with the priest. And the
0: priest yells at him once yeah. he finds out he's a robot. Well,
1: because he goes to the robot, the priest is, is being very forgiving and saying, you know, Johnny's yeah. like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm different. Nobody really accepts me here. The priest is kind of getting into that. You know, you're, you're, you know, sure. you're all okay. And you have a soul. And that's when the robot, you know, when Johnny says, you know. I'm a robot with a soul. What? And he's discovered he's outed. And like you said, the priest is angry and everyone's angry at Johnny. Nobody really wants him around. Now the priest kicks him out. And I think this is now when the cops find him, they've been looking for him. Like you said, they don't shout at him. They shout around him like, Hey, who's ever operating this thing? Like enough's enough. This
0: this is when they arrest him and he says that he's married to Morgan Fairchild. (laughs) Yes. Yes, I have family at home, yeah. Like, this movie, honestly, to me, reading back through my notes, it felt like a dream. Like, it felt like none of this actually (laughs) happened. Like, just reading my notes, I'm like, oh, and he said he was married to Morgan Fairchild. I guess I thought that was funny at the time. That's why I wrote it Yeah, he does.
1: Yeah, he he does this whole plea argument to them to not get arrested. And they bring him down to the precinct. He gets a mugshot done. And then they tie him up. They put him with lost appliances. Oh. And they they tie him downstairs. That's where Benny has to go get him. They All call right. Benny. And Benny's like, how could you do this to him? He's like right. this so super intelligent you know, robot. And he could, at the end, he breaks himself out of the change that he's in.
0: That's what I was thinking. Sad. When Benny's yeah. like, you can just get out of those chains now. And he breaks himself out. And the cop's like, oh, my God. He could have done that at any time.
1: Yes.
0: Um, so now...
1: Oh, I will say, wait, so while he's so sad, because he is, you know, this has been a lot for Johnny. He came into the city all excited, but people Mm -hmm. have just been treating him poorly, starting from Fred on up to everyone he meets, and Fred trying to then sell him, and when he is locked down, he's a stolen good. That's where he is in the police precinct. He is doing some reading, because that's what he does, and he's got two fresh copies of Frankenstein and Pinocchio that he's been reading. (laughs) Just to let you know, he feels a bit like an
0: outsider. Yeah, he really knew what section to go to at that library. (laughs) Yeah, It was just a section that said, Outcast slash robots (laughs) question (laughs) mark? It's like, oh, all right, I got this. This is
1: my language. Right, right. Anyway. I thought this was a sweet, but maybe it's because this is when I picked back up.
0: Um, Oh, you were right back into it. After this... (laughs) After he was arrested, you're like, I need a break. I yeah, I was leave.
1: like, I can't. What are they gonna do now? You looked at
0: when... the time and you were like, Wait, there's an hour what
1: left? <laughs> and I still don't know what the hell's going on with those jewels they buried? What
0: yeah. the fu- also, did they sell those Yes. Yeah. I don't know. That plot was dropped completely.
1: <laughs> yeah, I thought maybe those little Johnny fives would like take over and yes, like, be a I, part of like a I revolution did of something. Johnny. Yes. But they go nowhere. But anyway, they when he's first freed from from jail, mm-hmm. uh, he, Johnny and Benny go on this sweet little walk over by the pier, and they have this conversation about loneliness and solitude. And Benny confesses to him how he is lonely too since leaving India. And Johnny is sort of take it like, wow, you're a human and you feel this loneliness and solitude too. It's I. When I first picked back up, I was like, well, look how sweet this is. Maybe I'll give this movie a second chance. Look at these two.
0: And then instantly you were like, oh, now he's on a date with Cynthia. Yeah. (laughs) Because honestly, that stuff you just talked about, not a sentence in my notes has to do with that conversation. No. At this point, I was just trying to power through, and if characters were just talking, I was like, nope, no need for me to pay attention. No need.
1: I don't know what's going on here Yeah.
0: Yeah, so he gets a date with Cynthia Gibb, and he's all jazzed up about it, but he can't talk to ladies. Who could possibly pick up women? This robot could. So he... Because he did all
1: this reading.
0: Yeah, so he stations him across, and Johnny Five hacks into, like, a giant digital billboard, let's yes. call yes. it. Where he's feeding him lines. Mm-hmm. But suddenly, a guy with a cart of balloons just stands next to their table for no reason.
1: Well, and Johnny's very confused and not very good at feeding him lines. So he's meant to kind of help Benny woo her over. Yes. But he really feeds her these awkward lines. And um, at some point... Between the balloons and then after, it's just jargon. Well,
0: a cat and, jumps on him. A cat oh, yes. just walks around on this robot and seems to be typing things.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Because uh-huh. Benny says, my mother sleeps with your dog. Oh, that's, in Spanish, That's yes. what it comes down to. Yes. And, and all of this, let's call it hilarity, ends with Cynthia Gibb being like, do you like me? Benny goes, yeah, I do. And that's it. And then everything is resolved. They're on a real date. They're going to go to, as you said, like a rock and roll all night yeah. bar. They go to
1: a rock and roll all night bar. Yep.
0: Oh, okay. Yep. Oh, great. I'm glad I got that wording right. Uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. I think you are right. Yeah.
0: He yeah. quizzes her about bands and songs and and. And this is when, for no reason, because it hasn't come up at all in this movie, she's so into 50s popular music. Mm-hmm.
1: No, they they get a little tipsy together. They have a little bit of a good time. They're leaving this one bar, and mm-hmm. then Johnny Five arrives.
0: Yeah. He, like, introduces himself to Cynthia Gibb, and is like, you know those mm-hmm. toys? Yeah, that's me. Just yeah. in a smaller yeah. form.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm
0: and he just puts this them in a cab like it's Well, just he doesn't like,
1: just put them in a cab. He uses his mu- giant magnet thing.
0: Right. To to hail a cab, let's right. say.
1: Now, mind you, this this robot just had some dangerous times in the city. Was mm-hmm. with the gang, was is shouldn't be walking around the city, but now now um Benny's on a date. And he's happy to be on a date. And He just looks at Johnny. And he's like, "Get home safe. See yeah. ya."
0: Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He doesn't care. Listen, Fisher Stevens is going to get laid because now it's the morning and he walks into that place dancing. Oh, yeah. He's got a cigarette hanging
1: out of his mouth. He's like, yes. We have not seen this character smoke
0: until right now. Mm -hmm. And who knows what Michael McCann's up to this night? This robot is just on his own in the city.
1: Yes, yes. Just kind of doing his thing. Well, no, this robot's rolling back in. And this is when the those bad guys with the ski masks arrive yet again because now they have a plan we saw earlier that the oscar the friendly banker guy is actually in cahoots with these two
0: right yeah and
1: so these two come back and this is when they the and Benny and Fred scream for, for Johnny Five to help them. Yes, Johnny because, Five's having a nice conversation with yes, Oscar outside yeah, the factory.
0: Yeah, the director of Dirty Dancing Camp is distracting Johnny Five while the two masked hoodlums kidnap mm-hmm, Fisher mm-hmm. Stevens and Michael McCann. Right. And then later, like there, he puts them into a freezer. So they spend a good majority of this movie just sitting in a freezer, mm-hmm. getting progressively frosty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the, the the bad guy, the main bad guy, what would you call him? Benny? No. Sorry. Oscar. 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 Mm-hmm. So Oscar convinces Johnny to continue digging this thief tunnel.
1: Well, he tells him it's a safety tunnel for his friend Ben to keep yeah. Ben safe. Right.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Which Johnny Five is gullible and stupid. He's like a dumb baby who's a mm-hmm. super powerful robot. So of course he does it. Mm-hmm. And then and now that's what this movie is like. Like this was not the movie I was watching five minutes ago.
1: It's yes, because now Johnny is is Oscar's kind of buddy, and he's helping him because it's very powerful robot, so he can help him finish. The cutting of this underground tunnel. Isn't it awkward? Don't you think it's awkward? There's a couple of times in this movie, and this is one of them. Because during Johnny's got this whole song he sings about hanging out with Oscar and getting Mm -hmm. to just drilling through the wall and hanging out with my friend Oscar. And Oscar mentions, is going on about how hard it is to work for people and people take advantage of him. And Johnny feels, oh, I feel some empathy toward that. And they share a hug. Yeah. The hugs with the robot are
0: awkward, don't you think? Oh, super awkward. I don't like any hugs with robots because, first of all, it's a little scary because robots are super powerful and they could really hurt you. Crush you, yeah. So if they don't want to hurt you, they can't really be touching you all that much. And his body type is strange, too. Like if I'm hugging a robot like the sexy lady in Cherry 2000, okay, fine. <laughs> But he's weird and misshapen and there's exposed wires. It's 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 a bizarre hug.
1: I agree. I agree. Yeah. They hug it up. They hug it up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, oh, also, um, uh, Benny and uh, Michael McCain, they find a map also in this freezer. Oh, (laughs) because they're like, where are we? Oh, there's just a map here in the freezer that they locked us in.
1: But that so, does them no good. They know where they are, but they think that it, they think it does them no good. Oh,
0: but we know as we talked about before, they mm-hmm. leave coded messages on Cynthia Gibbs' answering machine, but mm-hmm. she's got her headphones on and is strumming a guitar cuz she's
1: she's been stood up for her sad. date. Oh, okay. Yes, because this is supposed to be even uh, Benny says it at one time oh I'm missing my date now oh
0: god I didn't pay attention to any of this yes
1: he's missing his date so she we get a little glimpse of her getting ready for her date and she's so sad because he doesn't call no she calls I think his warehouse apartment and he doesn't answer his
0: warehouse apartment
1: (laughs) Then, then then Mr. Rogers
0: just just playing playing in the background nobody's there to watch him
1: nobody's there and then she just sadly plays guitar and sings herself to sleep as a lonely girl yeah. while um, her date is freezing in a um, Chinese food.
0: Freezer. Very slow freezing, too. Yes. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not saying I wanted them to die, but it seemed like they were in there for a good part of an entire day.
1: Yeah. Well, they said they're being left there till Monday. And there's just some chicken. I like when they get thrown in, there's like frozen chicken on the floor. And Benny's like, oh, my God. But yeah, she she wakes up the next morning, as we said, listens to her answering machine. Mm -hmm. And um, these two have somehow found a way to send some messages.
0: It's it's just it's dumb. It's nonsense. We've talked about it before. Uh, At this point, Johnny Five finds out about this crime and is attacked by the bad guys and is brutally beaten basically to death death. Oh, okay, get this is
1: quite the beating scene. Okay, so Johnny Johnny realizes he he drills his way through this cave and then they get into the bank and Oscar makes him open up the where the jewels are and Johnny puts it all together. It's the Vandevere collection. I wrote it down. The Vandevere collection
0: of wow. jewels. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's all the important notes. I yeah. didn't write anything down about this scene. <laughs>
1: Johnny Johnny's gets a little suspicious. Like, wait mm-hmm. a minute, Oscar owns the Phantom Beer Selects, um, collection. That's, and he realizes because now Oscar's ready to leave them high and dry, that they're shady. And like you said, these thugs now are like, this robot is the evidence. He's seen us. We need to beat him up. He does get away from them for a minute. He like hides up in a tree. Yeah.
0: How? (laughs) There are a couple things this robot does in this movie that were so confusing. When he goes into the sewers and they show the size of that manhole, it's like, I saw his treads. There is no way. (laughs) No way. He just dipped down. (laughs) Gently, also gently down into the sewer, and that's when he's with Fred, right? That's yes. when he's with, yeah, yeah. There's the two of them, and it's just this effortless. Like it's like they're on a sewer elevator. They just he's down. got some powers.
1: He's got some got some magic in that robot body.
0: Who would but, win um, in a fight, Johnny Five or a robot from Chopping Mall? Ooh.
1: I don't know. Johnny 5's got a lot of bells and whistles a that he's got going. Yeah. yeah.
0: But those robots had lasers that would explode a human's head.
1: And they're just deadly. Like they don't even care. They don't think twice about anything. Yeah. And now Johnny, so they take so when these when these crooks go to find Johnny, Johnny somehow gets averts them. And then they start running the streets with an axe. Yes. To look for him to I,
0: I guess in the middle of the day, this yes. is not, if you have not seen this movie, this entire movie takes place during the day, except for mm-hmm. the date. Like the dates. The yes. Yeah, you're right. You're right. All of this is in broad daylight. Daylight hours. You're right. Monster muggers attacking a giant robot in the middle of the day, in the middle of the streets of New York City.
1: And nobody's even minding it. Nobody sees it. Mm-mm. Nothing. They do, I do like, because twice Johnny picks up from behind Oscar. Once mm-hmm. when he's in the trees, he picks him up, and then again yeah. at the end. It's a weird thing. I don't, I don't know, but you're right. They beat him up. I don't like up. it
0: either. That is a that is a stuntman who is taking his life into his hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those moments. When they're swinging, and I was like, that's a real man there. That's not yeah. a dummy. <laughs> that is some guy who's like, oh, yeah, 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 we'll just be up there with this robot. Oh, that's fine. I got that's it. totally cool. cool. Yeah. Hold me like I'm a baby and swing us around over this water. That's fine. Don't It'll worry about
1: great. it. It'll be great. It'll be like, hold me like I'm a baby from behind. It'll be great. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't comfortable with it either. I'm no. glad you weren't either. Um, Johnny gets bit, beat beat up pretty bad and um, his little eyes all bruised. and his,
0: Bruised? It's hanging out of his robot face. He's just not in a good
1: way. And then he's just... It's
0: just bad news. now. He's basically almost dead, but we do see it's fun because I like how they constantly show us like this timer, which I've never seen on Johnny Five. Oh, yeah. yeah. They zoom in on this timer, which says two hours to memory failure. And that's important. It's not as though they can't rebuild Johnny and start him back up. They could do that. It
1: won't be the same guy. But the
0: memory failure, that's where his soul is. Yes. He can't have that end. Right. So right now we have two hours. I like how he steals a car battery as like a battery backup
1: yeah. for well, himself. well, he's like a sad, he's just kind of droming him around. And yep. again, nobody in this city seems to notice that the sad, beat-up robots just no. kind of bumping around. But you're right, he steals a battery to get some energy from the battery. And he's slowly just trying to figure out where he's got to be. In the meantime, Benny, they go back to the factory and... Johnny's gone, and the cops are there. So, the cops arrest Johnny, or arrest Benny, and uh, Gibby...
0: Gibby? And... <laughs> okay, I like that. Yeah. yeah, Wrong place, wrong time, Cynthia Gibb. That's what this is all about. Because they have yeah, no seriously. reason to arrest her. No,
1: they have no reason to really arrest either of them. No. But the, the tunnel that the jewels were stolen out of links back to the factory that they sure. work out of. In the meantime, Shady Fred wants none of it, so he just goes running off so he doesn't get arrested by the yep. cops. But in his runoff, he decides to go look for Johnny. And the way he finds him... Is not just looking around these city streets because you would. Oh, he does ask a homeless man if he's seen he a t- robot. <laughs> yeah, cost a homeless
0: man. I assume some guy that was working for him. Like I, know, I know, I
1: know. I was gonna say maybe an employee from before yeah. when the business first started. But he all of a sudden he looks down and he sees there's a puddle and he sees the tracks of Johnny's like treads, I guess. His
0: busted treads. We had to watch those broken treads for so long, like just. Roll, rolling and through flap, yeah. the broken part flaps down. <laughs> oh my god, this movie's just Aww. padding. It's crazy. But he does. Michael Wicking finds him. Like this whole scene's supposed to be sad. I felt nothing. I felt nothing. This was the robot that died in Runaway that made remember the oh, made yeah. robot with Tom Selleck. <laughs> Yeah, I felt so. You're bad sad that about that. I did not care, and it sounds bad because he should be a quirky, fun robot. I yeah. These scenes are playing so hard for you to feel bad, and I at this point the movie had killed me. Like I was you're dead. Over I didn't you're care. You were
1: dead on the inside. But
0: you're Johnny dead. Five can't even talk anymore, and he, no. has to write, he has to write dying on a brick yes, wall dying. in shock. Get Ben, and he can't get Ben. You can't. No, no. Ben's not Michael available. McKean has to fix him. And Michael McKean mm-hmm. goes, How? And Johnny Five points to a conveniently placed. <laughs>
1: Radio Shack is just right there.
0: For Radio Shack, which is in the middle of an alley. And it's uh-huh. not even open again in the middle of the day. Yep, yep.
1: And it's, but it's a perfect place for them to start to rebuild. And, um, yeah, like
0: I had said, I was convinced this was an abandoned radio show. right?
1: Right, that they had just kind of stumped. I know.
0: And as I said earlier, this is uh, a montage in this movie, or this is what passes as a, as a montage is Michael McKeon sweating, trying to fix Johnny Five, mm-hmm. and he does. I mm-hmm. kind of like badly,
1: but then yeah, done. he even says like, "If I get your, if I get this back together, you could." Oh, he does. So my. His, he's got a shirt, a special oh. silk shirt that he talks about throughout this whole movie. Yes. And Johnny is bleeding battery fluid, I guess. It looks almost like real blood. It's dark. and mm-hmm. um, yeah,
0: uh, It's almost like red. It's like dark red. Mm-hmm. It looks just like blood. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's coming out of him, and so um, Michael McKeon rips up his uh, silk shirt and uses it to kind of I guess, stop the bleeding some.
0: Yeah, for Um, a very expensive shirt, the sleeve rips off like it was already pre-torn. Right off, right
1: off. Yep,
0: yep. And I love how he ties it around Johnny's waist, and he's like, hey, I fixed you, dude. You're all good. Yeah, there, you can handle the rest, right? And now, what makes him,
1: he he says something about, like, Oscar, uh, why, he's really torn Johnny about, like, well, why would he do this? Why would he use me? And something something that Michael McKeon says sets Johnny off and now Johnny's got this red eye and this
0: mohawk. He made a mohawk somehow, yeah. which is yeah baffling. But yeah, like mm-hmm. I don't know if Michael McKeon says you know, he's like, he thinks you're a dumb robot or he doesn't yeah. respect your soul or something. Who knows yeah. what he says, but whatever it is Johnny Five becomes evil suddenly and it's sort of fun or it could have been fun but it's not no
1: well what is fun is (laughs) when michael mckeon hops on johnny's back and they go riding through (laughs) town
0: well they also meet uh you called him crazy eddie because he's basically crazy eddie but i actually wrote his name down manic mike Um, oh yeah they meet manic mike and he's like these guys just robbed my store yeah what This guy that we saw in a commercial an hour and 20 minutes ago is back in this movie for no reason at all. Well, and then he, they scoop him up. So then Benny
1: is, so Benny is now with the cops and they know that they have to find Johnny and they go to this Radio Shack and they just take Maniac Mike with them. And he's in the, why? (laughs) Yeah, I was like, why (laughs) would you say he has nothing
0: to do with this movie? And now there's he three of them squished as in as the backseat of the police car. It's like it's wild. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and, and Benny sees that he's leaking battery fluid. Because even Maniac Mike, oh my god, why are we talking so much about Maniac Mike? <laughs> <laughs> runs up and is like, What is that? Is that coolant? Is that is that oil? Is that and even Benny looks at him like you Fucking idiot. You need yeah, to yeah. learn your fluids. So I was like, why is this in this movie? Why are you having this interaction now? But it's battery fluid, he's dying. Mm-hmm. As I said before, he's tailing the bad guys because Johnny Five can see their tire treads.
1: Right. Right. The he's got this special vision. Right? Yeah, he's
0: like Predator basically. And he gets into a, a manhole. To move faster mm-hmm. through the city, so because well, they start driving
1: yeah. crazy, they start mm-hmm. doing some evasive driving. because yes. they they see the man riding the robot <laughs> coming for them very
0: slowly too. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> like, he's coming at us super slowly. Like Johnny Vibe has tank treads, he's barely moving, and they are terrified by this.
1: But then you're right; he moves a manhole cover. He goes underground <laughs> to get. To them, he—they finally do. It's a warehouse, right? Like a no,
0: they just stop in the middle lot. of the road. They, they, just stop in the middle of the road and look around like, oh, we totally lost him. This is great. And Johnny surfaces under their car, under the manhole. Oh,
1: that's right, that's right.
0: I like how you don't see Michael McCain at all because he's like, I'm not getting a manhole with this robot. Yeah, his yeah. All you hear is him going like, "What are you doing up there?" <laughs> Johnny <laughs> Five's like, I'm pumping iron. And he throws this car. Oh, he yeah. Has, I'm surprised. Quite the distance. Any of these guys were alive after this car wreck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It
1: flips. It tumbles. Mm-hmm. It goes. and But they are alive. Yes. And uh, they still want to fight Johnny Five. They still want to take him down. Um, Fred or Michael McKeon uh, is in charge of keeping Oscar at bay. Yeah. And the other it two is- thugs... One of the thugs we should mention, or I guess it doesn't matter. One of the two thugs is a little more sensitive and aware that Johnny Five is a has got some artificial intelligence and is yes. probably more powerful than they should let on to and he's always trying to stop them from doing the bad things, yep. but nobody listens to him.
0: And and um, he's the one that gives himself up too. The other guy tries to fight Johnny Five with a crowbar. Johnny Five takes this crowbar and bends it and this guy's still like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna punch you out. Like, it makes no sense. Johnny Five dispatches of him. He rolls the other guy up on a fence, which I thought uh-huh. was kind of fun. Uh-huh. And then Michael McKeon is punched out by a man 30 years older than Punched him.
1: right, real hard in the gut, where he can't <laughs> even catch a breath no, to tell Johnny that very, he's getting away. Yeah,
0: this overweight elderly man punches out. a Michael McKeon kind of, well, maybe possibly pass his prime but still mm-hmm. he shouldn't have had problems with this no dude. no
1: not as severe as he does but so now oscar almost gets away
0: yeah did you notice that uh johnny five just like michael j fox was sketching he grabs the back of a car and just <laughs> tears out of this parking <laughs> that's how yard? he gets out of there he's almost dead we see that he's got like eight minutes left of mm-hmm. life Mm -hmm. But he takes over a crane so he can swing out and make a Tarzan noise and catch uh, Oscar. Because Oscar stole a boat and is about to, I guess, (laughs) get away and see. (laughs) It's so dumb. I know. And he catches him. I don't mean to speed through this, but he catches him. No, please. He's basically dead. (laughs) This paramedic shows up and Benny is so mean to this guy. Yeah. So mean to this poor paramedic. Yeah. Takes his defibrillator and is like, shut the hell up. Yeah, use yeah. this on a robot. You get
1: away from me. You back it up. Back it up. And then yeah, he, he's he's crying, he's yelling, why? Yeah. Yep. Um Johnny basically says his goodbyes and his little metal <laughs> eyelids close.
0: There was something about this where I was like, is this movie going to end with him totally dying? I know. I thought so, choice. too.
1: Yeah, I thought so, too, for a minute. I'm like, oh, this is the end of Johnny Five. They just pushed him too far, and he had yeah. to avenge his soul. Um, he might but, be better
0: off, honestly, uh-huh. surrounding
1: himself with these morons. Yeah, these stoops. It's, well, yeah. So, But he does he use the paddles. He wakes yep. him back up. The one eye opens. Yep. He wants to make sure your operating system is okay. It is okay. Johnny is okay. He gives a sweet look to his new little lady friend. I Mm -hmm. think he gets a little side hug even from Michael McKeon. He's still
0: saying things weird like words are out of order, letters are out of order, he can't say the name right. But Mm -hmm. this has been this movie for the past half hour, ever since he got beat almost to death.
1: Yeah.
0: So now we get the end, and I never thought I'd see a movie where I was like, I wish I was watching the end of Mac and me because it was the It same was thing like, yeah, yeah, we're watching some woman, you know, she's making everybody take the pledge for U.S. citizenship. And of course we pan over. And of course, Benny's there because we all know the greatest thing you could ever be is a U.S. citizen mm-hmm. in the 1980s. Yeah. And then there's I mean, you knew it was going to happen. But the reveal that he is now gold plated was shocking to me. Oh, yes, Yes. Why? Johnny
1: Five Gold and Gaudy coming back. Oh
0: man. Yeah. Short circuit three, Johnny Five Gold. Mm-hmm. Okay. hmm right. You
1: feel it? You feel He's it? Is it
0: DJ just spinning the I hits? like
1: it? I like it.
0: <laughs> no, you wouldn't you wouldn't if you I know. watched it. You know
1: it. it would. So we
0: see that. Uh, Benny and Johnny Fiverr taking the U.S. citizenship. And I love how the woman who's doing this, I don't know, let's call her the mayor. She's even like, and let's give it up for our first ever robot citizen. Our robot,
1: our robot. It's a very special time when a robot can be a U.S. citizen Ugh. and have the same rights as every other man. Not and any as woman. we said
0: earlier, <laughs> they're just taking our jobs. They're just sending us a race and
1: Dang, <laughs> dang robots. Oh,
0: those robots, you know, they're the biggest problem. This, okay, this movie was bad. This yeah. was bad, and I mean, it's almost a what have you done for me lately? Because when I, when I finished watching this, for just a moment, I went, is that worse than Sleepaway Camp 2? I oh, realized yeah. quickly it wasn't. Ooh. But boy, it's not much better at all. Well, <clears throat> maybe yeah. you disagree. Go ahead. No, I, I,
1: yeah. sleepaway camp two was just different because it was taking, and maybe, maybe what I was gonna say is also had it was an I hour see-
0: and twenty minutes long. That was a difference. It I agree. Difference.
1: If I think if they cut a half hour out of this, we would have both maybe been a little more. Um, positive with some of our reviews we would have felt a little better about some of it if just 30 minutes was all they had to take away
0: that's
1: a lot that's a lot of time but i know but it would have been easy yeah it would have been easy and i think we both would have had better feelings overall about the movie um and then i think if i had a better connection with the first one maybe i would have more of a connection with this one what i did like about it was that i I did have a memory of seeing some of it as a kid, but I remember thinking it was, wow, that like some of his lines, uh, Johnny's lines, were so funny to me as a kid. And now I was like, oh, jeez.
0: Yeah. I Um, just, I feel like that's, here's a huge problem with this movie. The the big problem with this is there's no Gutenberg, no goot. You know, right. And you're taking two of the large characters from the first one. Two mm-hmm. main characters, and you're saying well, Ali, she, Steve Gutenberg, you're not in this. You're just in Montana. Yeah, and that's a huge problem with this because you can't. There, there was something refreshing when I saw Michael McKean, and I was like, okay, he's fun. Yeah, you can't just rest him he can't be your number two. He can't be the second best thing in your movie. Right. Which is crazy because you have a robot but the robot is such a dud and it's so uninteresting.
1: I even like the little arc where he wants to find his soul and, and he wants respect like a robot. But then let's do a little more focus on that. A little more montages maybe where okay. he gets to see and a little less like what's with the jewels and the guy we don't coming need in and oh.
0: There's also a scene where they're shoving jewels into jewels in the dinosaurs.
1: Yeah, it's weird. That's unnecessary. All of that stuff just added up to a bunch of right. a half you, hour's yes. worth of unnecessary. You want to make a
0: heartwarming story about a robot that becomes a U.S. citizen? You can do that without a jewel heist in the middle. Yes, of this.
1: exactly. Because
0: they exactly. dropped the toy idea halfway through. Yes, it's, exactly. It is so strange and it's misguided. I, I just. I really didn't like this. And like Mm -hmm. you said, it really had to do with the length. That was, I was upset when I saw how long it was before I even started it. The moment I was 10 minutes in, I was really upset for what I was going to have to watch. Now, if 30
1: minutes of those that had to be kept in were filled with musical montages, maybe you would have enjoyed it
0: more. You know what? No, you're Mm -hmm. right. I'm not saying I would have enjoyed it. I wouldn't have hated it. There you have it.
1: There you have it. What do you recommend? Because I have to tell you I had a hard time figuring out what to recommend, I think, because I was so short circuited yeah. myself after it's watching It's not
0: this. easy. Uh, last week or last time I recommended a Japanese movie. Yeah. And this time I'm gonna recommend a South Korean movie. Here called we go. I'm a cyborg and that's okay. Oh. Hmm.
1: Okay. It's a
0: and with that title you might not know, it's a romantic comedy. Sure. Uh, it started. takes place in a mental institution. Okay. And there's a there's a man who's in there. He's a young schizophrenic guy. And he falls in love with a fellow patient who believes that she is a cyborg. Ah. Um, and she won't eat. It's kind of fun. She, like, licks batteries and thinks that that's going to give her. <laughs> um, but then she becomes very sick. And it's kind of fun because he forms a relationship with her. And at one point in the movie, he's like, I can make you a food to energy Uh, sort of like mechanism and he just puts this like box on her back and then she starts eating food and gets better it's very sweet it's very funny okay Um, yeah check it out it's from 2006 It's it's a pretty recent movie but it's it's awesome
1: I like I like the whole mental institution swing and the yeah. of the batteries. I like it. I like. What it. What about
0: you? Since this was difficult, what did you do? It was Short difficult. Circuit one.
1: No, well, kind of, because I'm like, well, why, why? Where's the good in this? No, <laughs> I went to a movie that I haven't seen. That's on my two C list. I know recommending I love it. This movies. This is one of my
0: favorite things that you do. If you're not uh if you're not recommending YouTube videos <laughs> or workout videos or yoga things, movies you haven't seen is my third best recommendation
1: <laughs> you. But you might have seen it and yeah. I th- I think it plays well into this like whole um artificial intelligence mm-hmm. whatever. That movie that Spike Jones movie Her with um, oh. Yeah, With I it's Joaquin really good. Phoenix is it yeah, good? It's, it's yeah, really it's on good, my yeah. list, and I'm like, oh, you know what? I bet if I saw that, I would have recommended it.
0: So. You know what? I'll recommend it. So, <laughs> okay. no, it is it is good. Honestly, you should see it. You'd probably really like it. Okay, I, mean, I don't know. I, he's he's really great. In I enjoy everything him. recently. Yeah, like, he's an amazing. Did you see the um? What, what was the PTA movie he was in? I can't think of the name of it now. The Master. No, I didn't see it. It was oh, good. It's so great, all and right. he's wonderful. And yeah, yeah, you should watch it.
1: Yeah, he's a great actor. I it's enjoy it. It's no boogie nights, things. but it's Paul okay. Thomas Okay, boo so. and boogie. Okay, <laughs> right. fair enough.
0: Oh, all right, everybody. Thank you for listening. This has been uh, some rollercoaster. <laughs> this summer <of> sequels <laughs> is something. Oh, and speaking of dropping out, um, giant characters for movies once they make a sequel. Next Saturday, if you are a member of Patreon, guess what? You're going to get your August TV movie bonus episode because in August we do a TV movie and we're sticking with the idea of summer sequels. Sequel TV movie. And we're going to do a movie where no one from the original showed up. There is not a Tom Hanks, Daryl Hannah Eugene Levy, John Candy to be seen in this movie. All the
1: gold. All the gold that you want to be covered in. We don't. Mm -hmm. We don't give it to you. But
0: we're going to talk about Splash 2, T-O-O. Ooh. A TV movie from 1988. So that'll be our August Patreon special for everyone.
1: That's so special, you patrons.
0: Who is a patron? I can understand if people are like, wait a minute, hold on. Missing in action two, splash two? Uh, Why would I ever give them $5? Because you just need to I know what we say it. about
1: these things, friends. You just yeah, need then they'll to be know. like,
0: wait, didn't I hear they did Who's Harry Crumb? None of this sounds appealing to me at all. <laughs> it's worth it. Get on that train. It's great. Um, but for a regular episode. This yeah. is what we all care about. And Jamie, I couldn't even believe this. When I was looking through all these sequels, and I was asking people for suggestions. Some people suggested a movie. And mm-hmm. after I thought about it and I considered it, I realized that we've gone five years and somehow avoided this sexist, racist, anti-Semitic piece of garbage. Mel Gibson. Sounds brilliant. Oh. <laughs> five oh, years how? we have avoided 80s, we, him on this podcast not a, one. Not a wow. single mel gibson sighting but well, we can't avoid him anymore because he is mm-hmm. in not i'll just i'll say it right now my favorite mel gibson movie we're gonna talk here
1: about. here now you say that and we're gonna yep. watch it and you we put it out there that it's a fave
0: mad max 2 wow the road warrior
1: it's the second one. It's the summer of sequels. Yes. Mm -hmm. Which again,
0: just like many of these sequels, I saw it when I was about twelve or thirteen years old and I thought it was the greatest thing ever. Amazing.
1: It was amazing. Blew your mind.
0: Have not seen it since.
1: Okay. Let's see Uh, if it holds up.
0: I listen, trigger warning, I think a dog dies in it. And I think it's okay.
1: Thank you for that. Thank you. (laughs) That's
0: for you and that's for our listeners. But sadly, that's the only thing I remember about the movie. It must have really affected me.
1: That and the Los Locos Thieves song. Right, yeah. Really get in you. Really get to you. From one
0: extreme to another. That was my HBO summer of 87, I was There saying. you have it. There you have it. Anyway, everybody, we will talk to you again in two weeks. We'll discuss Mad Max 2, The Road Warrior. Until then, have a great two weeks. Yep. sorry to stop you before we even started I I listened to a podcast once um, and this guy for several episodes he wanted to say he took copious notes but he didn't use that word and every time he said he said I take dubious notes (laughs) (laughs) And and I kept laughing to myself going It doesn't mean what you think it means. Like that just means you're writing questionable notes. Like you're unsure about anything you've kept track of.